right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have an incredible guest. This is a guy I've been chasing after for such a long time to get him on the show, and I'm super excited to have him with us today. Logan Freeman, principal at FTW Investments. Logan, how you doing? What's up, Dan? I am energized, thriving, and focused today. Awesome. Energized, thriving, and focused. Love to hear it. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, hey, before we jump into any of this content, which I know is going to be incredible, tell our viewers, who is this Logan Freeman guy? Look, I'm a guy that is looking to reinvent himself and live out the best version of my myself on a regular basis. I'm just trying to be 1% better. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of things kind of shape that identity for me over the last seven or 10 years. And uh, it's been it's been an awesome journey for me, but it's really just been excited about being the best version of myself for my wife, for my kids and, you know, for our business. And it's just, you know, a beautiful life that we live. And, and I'm super excited to be here and share some hopefully some insightful items today, Dan. That's great. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I love the energy, love the enthusiasm. So tell us, what do you attribute your success to? Well, I think that it's it's hitting rock bottom, right? I mean, mm. for me, it was it was you know being an NFL athlete and having that identity ripped from me in a matter of you know two weeks. From you know the last fifteen years of my life, I had identified as either playing basketball or football, or weightlifting, you know, doing all of those things. And then when you get cut from the NFL and don't have another shot to play, or you choose not to, you got to find out who you are. During that period of time, I you know lost one hundred and twenty pounds. I lost my father to addiction of drugs and alcohol. And, you know, I really had to look back inside of myself and say, who the heck do you want to be? And that that question is one that has shaped uh, my life. So I think that, um, you know, I've had really great mentors, but also, you know, for me, it was just taking extreme ownership of everything. When I saw my dad, you know, perish as fast as he did, man, the light bulb went off, like the lights were on. Like I got these big lights here. I know, Dan, you got some awesome lights probably going on. <laughs> it was like a light just was like turned on and said, man, the choices that you make directly impact your future. And thank God sure. it did, literally. I do thank God because uh, that was a big question for me and one that I, I strive to answer the right way every single day. So let me turn it back on you, Logan. Who do you want to be? Well, I think that, uh, you know, for me, my faith is very important. So, you know, being the best Catholic man that I can be and, and helping my family and other people get to heaven is what drives me no matter what. Um, but that being said, uh, I think for, for me, when I think about that to myself is, you know, I have one fear in life and it's to be mediocre. Mm. And I've always, from a young age, my dad, if he instilled anything in me, he said, Logan, you can do or be whatever you want to be as long as you set your mind to it. That's so and great. I never realized what that meant until, you know, I saw him perish and I said, OK, he prioritized certain things in his life. You know, I'm going to prioritize different things. So, you know, in, in, a, in a way, he gave me some of the best advice that he could have ever is said, hey, you know what you where the energy goes, the focus flows or where the focus goes, the energy goes, however you want to say that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I just started to focus on those right things. So for me, man, it's showing up as. Just an incredible uh, first Catholic man, but then also a hero husband, a hero father, and then trying to be a better businessman, man, and just being 
so like a sponge, right? Like we've had some success, but it's very minuscule. When I talk to some of my mentors, <laughs> you know, you, there's always somebody playing the game at a higher level. And so I'm just trying to level up just a little bit faster, but in the right way. So tell us about your business and what it is exactly that you do, Logan. Absolutely, man. So uh, I'm a real estate broker here in Kansas City who does a lot of investment sales for out-of-state clients. But uh, primarily the last three years have been, my focus have been on on actually acquiring our own multifamily and commercial properties. And so uh, we're closing in on $100 million of assets that we own. A lot of that is multifamily. We've got some neighborhood retail shopping centers. We got uh, in a couple office buildings, a couple hotels, but the bulk of that is multifamily. And, you know, it's my job to find those deals and bring them to our investor base, man. So that's what I do on a regular basis. Awesome. So why commercial real estate and why specifically now? Well, I think that, you know, commercial real estate has five main benefits, but, you know, okay, so I'll I'll unpack this. So why commercial real estate is income, depreciation, equity buildup, forced appreciation and leverage. Those are the five things that I always talk about. And it's just an acronym. Dan, as you get to know me, I have an acronym for everything. <laughs> I mean, my my business is FTW, for the win, Freeman, Tuck and Webb. I mean, I can keep going on, right? My podcast compression stands for, uh, you know, all those different things that I'm trying to embody on a regular basis. But uh, those five things, the ideal investment will allow me to create uh, returns that are uncorrelated to the, the traditional public equity market. And that's what I'm trying to stay away from. Everybody's trying to play doji coin and all that fun stuff. I do it too, by the way, with, with a little bit of money. But uh, what I want to do from a long period of time is build legacy. I want to build impact and wealth. And I can do that through commercial real estate. So that's the first part of that. The second piece, uh, why now? There's a lot of different reasons. I mean, I think there's a perfect storm of speculation going on sure. in the, the public equities markets. I think you've got new administration. We've got the vaccines, you know, rolling out. I'm I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. You know, God bless. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to get that vaccine uh, tomorrow. So I think those three things, you got a low interest rate environment. Those four things actually are creating this perfect storm of uh, people looking at commercial real estate as a new investment class. So I think that's a good answer to why now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with all of those variables coalescing at one time, we're definitely going to see a lot of change in the markets. And with change, there's always opportunity. And and I also believe that we're living in a fear-based society and the markets, whether they be the equities markets or real estate markets, are in certain sense today driven more by fear than they have been in the past. And whenever you have Mm -hmm. fear, it's always a market the driver of market inefficiency. And when you have market inefficiency, you have opportunity. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's definitely an exciting time. So look, I follow you on social media. You've got a lot of interesting content and you talk a lot about time management and specifically time compression. Talk to us a little bit about that, about compressing time. Yeah, man. So, you know, the whole idea, the thesis around this idea of, of compressing time, which I'm also finding out that uh, many people have studied this before and called it leverage or certain things like that was, you know, there are these laws, these eponymous laws of success that have been tried and true over a long period of time, right? If you want to find really great success principles, read stuff that was pre-Gutenberg, okay? Pre-printing press, because you're going to get things that have lasted, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these years. But I was after that, right? It was like, I, I was so tired of reading. You see all the books, right? Yeah. I'm so tired of reading all of these books and just getting the same message in a different way. So I went on this quest of like, okay, if I look at my last three years, how can I compress 
that same amount of, you know, pretty, I would say pretty substantial volume into one year. Well, I can't work harder because if you follow me, you know that I get up between three and 3.30 every single day. And so I can't necessarily get up and work harder per se. So I got to work a little bit smarter and I got to get these laws working in my uh, favor. And so when I talk about eponymous laws, we talk about the Pareto principle, focusing on the Mm -hmm. 20% that uh, brings the 80%, but that's fractal. Meaning if you focus on the 4%, that's actually going to bring you 64%. You can go one more level as well. And so there's a lot of things that people do to feel productive that actually are not being uh, very productive. They're just being busy. And so that was the first one was not only being efficient, but being effective. So that's that first eponymous law that I really focused on. The next one is the compound effect. You know, I'm trying to find things that I do on a regular basis that I can compound over time that will well, you know, just like a real estate investment will yield m- much more results than in, in a predictable way than if I'm just doing things over here and then moving from over there. So that got me thinking about batching and habit stacking and making things easier, changing the rules of success and the rules for myself. Like if I have to feel a certain way, right, between stimulus and response, there's a story you get to tell yourself. And in that story, sure. if you can control that, then you can start to really feel a certain way. But that's that's a big piece of what I'm after right now on this quest of how do I compress more volume, enjoy it into less time. And a big piece of it is making sure you know what your most valuable priorities are and the profit producing activities to that. And the only way you can do that is through being self-aware. And the only way I'm able to be self-aware is to have accountability partners, Mm -hmm. but then also is to get in the classroom of silence. And so that's where I spend from 3.30 to 6.30 when my two children and my wife wake up, I am, I am in my office, this office, silent, thinking, reading, journaling, trying to figure out where I need to be that day, how I need to show up. So that's this quest of compression that I'm on right now, Dan. That's awesome. Well, you, you hit some amazing topics right on the head. And one of those that resonated strongly with me as you were speaking is story, right? Is the story yeah. that I tell myself about myself, about the world, and about other people really creates my external reality. And I'm a firm believer that whatever a person has as their internal reality, that's really the blueprint that creates that external reality. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, wh- no matter where you go, there you are. Yep. <laughs> and right. somebody said that to me the first time I was like, what are you even talking about? You know, like, <laughs> but I thought about it is like, you can't give what you don't have. And if you're trying to give love, you're trying to give positivity, you're trying to give joy to, to many people. If you don't have that personally, it's going to be very difficult uh, to be able to, to give that to other people. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's kind of like a a cup, right? If you overflow the Mm -hmm. cup with contents, then you can give it out to other people. But if you don't have that substance within the cup, then you can't give it to others. I definitely agree with you on that. So you're in your office, right, which looks to me like a library. I know you're an avid reader. Share with us some of your top book suggestions. Okay, man, right now I am so stuck on mental models because, again, I'm trying to find things – that make it easier for me. So if I have a way to think about a certain challenge, opportunity, or problem, and I have a model to approach that, I don't create anxiety, right? And so, you know, you're in the commercial real estate space. The anxiety is is very, very high. It can mm-hmm. be unless it you get, be. you know, a handle on that, right? And so if you have a decision matrix or a mental model, uh, gives you a framework to think about things. So 
With that being said, I'm hot on poor Charlie's Almanac right now. Okay. Which is uh, Charlie Munger's uh, book of wit and wisdom. You know, so he is obviously Warren Buffett's uh, business partner. And, uh, you know, he, he lays it out in that book. Well, I mean, they, it's an aggregation of, of a lot of his different talks and things. He's so academic, though, a lot of people had to kind of make it readable for, for guys like me, right? And so Poor Charlie's Almanac is an incredible resource that I've been diving into right now, one that I think is going to take me all year to read, but, um, you know, one that I, I'm really enjoying right now. Okay, any others that you want to share? Yeah, yeah, I, I've got a couple more. I think the other one uh, for me right now is 80-20 Sales and Marketing. Okay, so this is a book by a guy named Perry Marshall. And Perry Marshall took Richard Koch's you know, 80-20 uh, book and then applied it to sales and marketing. And I'm, I'm realizing and I'm thankful that pre-COVID I was doing video. I was, I was starting to get online a little bit more. But what I'm learning is you know, the, the new wave of doing business is not always going to be hand to hand. You know, right. you have to be known, liked and trusted. But before sure. you can get liked and trusted, you have to be known. And the only way that you can be known is to find that unique voice yourself and then communicate it in a clear and concise and compelling way. So 80-20 sales and marketing, poor Charlie's almanac. And the last thing I'll say, man, is I revisited Atomic Habits by James Clear. And boy, oh boy, did I need that book. And um, that those three books right now are, are absolutely blowing my mind. And I'm just diving into them every single day. Awesome. Those are great recommendations. Really appreciate it. And I, I really like what you said about systems. You know, I'm a systems guy myself, also a commercial real estate yeah. broker. We actually are releasing here momentarily a course on uh, on commercial real estate and specifically on how to become a top commercial real estate broker called the CRE Pro awesome. Course. And it's designed exactly for what you said, right? A lot of people get in the industry and they're overwhelmed. They've got that passion. They've got that yeah. drive. They know they want to do things. They want to do big things, but they don't have the systems. And that's really why we designed it. So I agree with you completely. Once you have the systems, we have energy, yep. right? We have passion. It's a matter of putting that into the right framework. So I agree with you completely, Logan. Yeah, I think you you hit it right on the, the head, man. I mean, I, if you if you follow me, you know I'm a big goals guy, and I'm yeah. realizing that goals are are actually uh, the wrong thing to be focused on. Goals get you moving in a direction, but habits, systems, accountability, those are what keep you moving forward. And so uh, you got to make it easy for yourself to create habits that are aligned to those goals. So uh, that's all about atomic habits and. And, uh, you know, giving your permission your, to yourself to feel the joy that you would feel when the goal is achieved, knowing your system is on. I'm going to re-say that just because it is a nugget that will change your life if you really adhere to it. Giving yourself permission to feel the joy that you would feel achieving the goal, knowing that your system is on and your life will change, my man. That has been a huge enlightenment for me over the last, you know, 60 days. Love it. That is awesome. That is really awesome. So, hey, listen, what would you say to viewers out there that are in the commercial real estate industry? What, in your opinion, are the top skills that they should be focused on developing? Well, I think you have to find your unique voice. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, the commercial real estate broker, there's a lot of us out there. And so you really have to understand what your voice is going to be. And then you have to niche down. 
in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think you got to find a niche that you can control, man. I mean, the the godfather of of commercial real estate training, one of them is Rod Santamassimo, right? And Rod is 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 a great guy and he has written some great books, but in that book, uh, Brokers Who Dominate, you know, it talks a lot about being a generalist or being somebody that's really niche. And I have found success in owning a niche and holding that choke point so nobody else can get into that. And so those two things, finding your voice, finding your niche and working on both of those two skill sets that I think will will lead to a lot of results. Yeah, no question about that. Appreciate that. So look, we've got about a minute and a half left. You've been incredible at jam packing a ton of value into a short amount of time. How do you want to close it out? <laughs> well, I would say this, man, you know, in the commercial real estate world this year, the, last year was a tough one for almost all asset classes and everyone. This year, I continue to, to network with people who are still saying, still feeling those effects. But then there's guys and gals in this market and every market that are getting things done mm -hmm. because they're not allowing that noise to impact what they're doing on a regular basis. We got a perfect storm of speculation. We got a perfect storm of vaccines, of businesses getting back open, new businesses getting started. Commercial real estate isn't going anywhere. And if you practice it in the right way, you can have major success this year, man. That's what I would leave everybody with. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been an absolute pleasure. I love sitting in this seat and learning great pieces of wisdom from guys like you. And I know my viewers feel the same way. So, hey, Logan Freeman, principal at FTW Investments, thank you so much for joining us and providing such value. Well, Dan, thanks for staying after me and getting this set up, man. I really appreciate being here today. Absolute pleasure. Hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. Looking forward to seeing you all soon.